Hello and welcome to another episode of VGM Moments, a podcast dedicated to memorable pieces of video game music. I'm your host, Steve Vancouver, and as usual, we're talking about those moments in game music that stuck with us and became cherished memories. Our guest today is the leader of a widely renowned free company in Final Fantasy XIV, the Nash Red Wings, running very popular events for the community and writing pieces about, about the game across various Final Fantasy websites. She's also recently joined the video game industry as part of Sold Out, a UK-based publishing partner. I'm delighted to welcome Katie Clark to the show. Welcome, Katie. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. How are you doing today? I am doing really well, thank you. Just got over an illness and my uh, throat's feeling a lot better, so that's always good. So it means I can actually talk. <laughs> that's good. Well, there's yeah. no better no better remedy than talking when you're nope. ill, I suppose. He, um. <laughs> I think so. Keep it, keep it trained, you know. <laughs> you can test your voice, that's see if it's working. So I guess um first question, I guess I'll ask it to everyone really. Tell me a little bit how how you started to, you know, notice music in games, how you first got into liking games music, I suppose. Well, I think it really just started when I very first started playing video games. And it's kind of something that developed over time. So you play your games and then as you go on you kind of realise, oh, like those emotional moments when you're playing a game really do kind of you notice how the music really affects it and how you think, oh, this is a really nice piece of music in this game and it really kind of adds to it. It's something that's kind of grown on me more as I've kind of grown grown up with games um, and then discovering all the concerts that are around has really helped to kind of identify really cool pieces of music and just how much of an impact music does have with games. So I'd say it's something that, like I said, is, just grows has grown with me as I've been playing games. So, sure. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, well, I imagine one of those games might be something that's coming up later on in the list. <laughs> sort of related to that series, let's talk about how you started off in fourteen, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and starting off your free company. What? How, how did you get into that? What, um, what gave you the idea to actually create the free company? Yeah, well, for starters, I don't think I'd be playing Final Fantasy fourteen if it wasn't for my, uh, my friend Amy, who said, this game's really cool, you should come and play it around... Uh, September time I think about a, about a month after the game had actually launched and I was like oh okay I suppose I'm just going to give this a go and see what it's like because I'd never played an MMO before so sure. she kind of got me into the game and then I started playing it and I was absolutely hooked as soon as I like started I just couldn't I literally couldn't stop <laughs> was this the original release or was it the um this was around reborn so yeah I mean I didn't play the original I sim simply because I didn't have a pc to play it at the time so I couldn't get involved with it then so I kind of was quite alienated from 14 as a whole because I just I didn't have a pc to play it so I thought oh I won't have a chance to play it then that's that's fine and then but I think because I didn't like play 14 to begin with it didn't really kind of sink in so I thought oh you know maybe I won't just get into it because it's already had one launch and I just you know maybe it maybe it's just something that I won't be able to get into because it's already been launched before but nope she she told me to come play and then it's all her fault that I'm absolutely hooked and everything is uh <laughs> going as it is now but um the guild basically got founded because um a couple of us uh, me and a guy called hayden in the uk fans were like oh we should we should make a uh, free company for all like um us uk friends because i know quite a few of um people in the final fantasy uk fans group and mm -hmm. um through that me and him we thought oh let's just let's just go and make a guild and then just invite a few people so we had about 10 of us to begin with and it, it wasn't particularly active um and this is while i was at university so just a few of us were in there, just going along our business, very small guild, just kind of logging on, saying hi to a couple of people and, and so on and so forth. And then I graduated university and I thought, you know, 
I want to make this a big thing. I wonder if there's anyone else out there who is absolutely as hooked in this game as I am. And then I just put a message out on Facebook on my own personal profile and said, oh, is anyone playing? And then it kind of just went from there. Loads of people kind of joined. And then word of mouth really just kind of helped it spread. So I never I never really went on to any like Final Fantasy XIV um, Facebook pages or anything. It literally was just word of mouth with my friends. Yeah. And then from there, we made like the Facebook group for Red Wings. And then like people just kind of heard of us and we did like cool, fun things. It's kind of just kind of grown like like my love for music just as the years have gone on, which is quite a nice metaphor, I suppose. So Yeah. yeah. Did you have any idea it would become as big as it is? Not one single bit. I just thought it was literally just this thing that I was going to make for some friends and then we just play the game and have fun. And then it's just, it's just absolutely exploded. It's just been absolutely amazing. And as a lot of the guild have said, they have made some of the best friends of their life, as have I through this guild. So it is a really special, special place for me and a lot of people now. We've kind of had all these years um, yeah. going along with it. So Absolutely. Have, have you got any favourite guild moments at all or is it uh anything that stands out to you i think a couple of uh, my favorite moments would be well when we had our first anniversary we do quite a few like um uh, in real life meetups and socials so to speak so we, i planned our first anniversary um event which about 30 people turned up for which is really cool so we uh did a few i made i made a few little quests for people to go and like um take part in and then they could get prizes from it and just having this first kind of meetup for everyone that they've ever had and just being like, oh, you know, we're all real, real people outside of the game as well. And we're all like great friends and just that kind of that, um, like adrenaline you get when you kind of meet like-minded people in like a really cool community event. So being able to host that and have people literally meeting all of their online friends for the first time was really, really a really nice experience. So that's one. And I think the second was uh, when we just recently got our new house in Final Fantasy fourteen. We've had a bit of Very a struggle nice. trying to get a uh, mansion because our guild will be about 350 or so in the guild now. Mm-hmm. And we've all been kind of in a quite a small house and everyone's been saying how they'd really like to move. And thanks to the wonderful help of the new admins we have in the guild, we have been able to get our wonderful mansion and seeing everyone helping to decorate and having Holly um, from PlayStation access helping to decorate it. It's just been, it's been really nice because everyone's so everyone's again, it's kind of brought the community together and thought, Oh, this is really cool. This science kind of get to work on. It's those moments when you can see your community just kind of getting along and having fun and knowing it's something they're really happy to be involved with as well. It's just, it's emotional. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, from all accounts, uh, you've put in a lot of hard work for the group, and I guess part of your hard work has helped you get into the the industry itself. You now work for Sold Out. Yeah. Um, could you tell us a little bit how that came about and, and what you do there? So, this whole thing first came about when I unfortunately didn't have much luck in applying for a couple of uh, Square Enix jobs. Um, I went and I got to quite got to the last stage a few times and just because of that lack of experience, it was really hard for me to break through in the industry. Um, so I kind of thought, oh, OK, well, I'll just keep trying and keep trying and we'll see how it goes. And then I got a, a email as I, when I was in Japan, actually, mm-hmm. from uh, Sarah from Sold Out. And she had said to me, oh, you know, we're, we're looking for a, a product manager. Would you be interested in coming in for an interview? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
and just absolutely pumping through in adrenaline as I was no in the matter can, what time zone like, you're in <laughs> yeah I was like whoa this is like a dream come true I got this email I think it was obviously just eight hours ahead I think it was coming up to like midnight and I was like oh my gosh this is just amazing news so yeah but I I got that email because of just you know just making making myself kind of have my name get out there and just kind of make sure I'm applying and having my cv on places like linkedin and just kind of making sure you've got all the grounds covered yeah so i i went for an interview and they liked me and they decided to hire me and i have been so happy in my new job it's literally just one of the best things and it's it's it was so surreal it kind of didn't hit me that i was actually going to be going and working for an industry that i really have been so passionate about for so many years and it it still kind of hasn't hit me like i'm in no. there and i'm doing it and it's just like wow and just working in such a really cool place as well. So, yeah, it's just amazing. Well, you've been there for a few months already, but again, congratulations. Um, Thank you. For getting into your dream jobs. But for now, we'll move on to your list. The reason cool. you came onto this show. Yes, um, let's do it. So your first pick related very much to your work in the free company. This is from Final Fantasy IV, uh, Ridia's theme by Nobuo Uematsu. piece katie why is this on your list i first heard this theme when i was tidying my room actually i was standing okay. there tidying my room and i was listening to a final fantasy playlist and this piece of music just kind of came on on the playlist and i just immediately stopped in my tracks and i just thought this sounds really cool this is really nice piece of music like what what is this from and then i had a look and saw it was a uh, final fantasy 4 and i'd never played this game before i'd never even thought of playing this game before oh I literally, I didn't even, it hadn't even hit me to even go and try this game out, even though I've played previous Final Fantasies, like Final Fantasy X, which was my first one. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it literally, this piece of music was the reason I then went to look into Final Fantasy IV. And then it went on to be one of my favourite Final Fantasies. I had a lot of themes I could have chosen from fourteen because I absolutely love Final Fantasy fourteen, but this is the one theme that just kind of hit me. And then because of that, it became my favourite Final Fantasy game. I just love the character. So it, it was it literally was me hearing that music and just hearing how lovely it was which then encouraged me to go and try the game so i felt like that kind of deserved to have a uh, place on my list out of all the possible final fantasy music pieces i could have chosen from which was so hard i thought this one kind of has <laughs> yeah. to be the one 
<laughs> I can imagine the one per franchise limit would have been quite... That was horrendous. This was yeah, the hardest, I, the I, hardest I thing. I very much apologise. And we might <laughs> we might go on to other, other pieces you, you enjoy from the series just to make you feel a bit better so you can mention your favourites <laughs> in case. I know I'd feel better. It's like, I can't choose a child. It's just, I know. what do I do? It's just, I, I love them all. It's just so good. What version of Video's theme did you hear them? Was it the original SNES version or was it like a DS? No, it was the um, DS version, actually. So it was, yeah, it was just literally the DS kind of remaster of the song that I heard on this uh, video playlist. And it was ah. just amazing, so... You said your first Final Fantasy was uh, was was ten. Is that your favorite as well, or and favorite soundtrack? Final Fantasy ten was the game that kind of got me into the Final Fantasy franchise. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's kind of unpopular opinion for me to say this, but I actually got into Final Fantasy because I saw the uh, Final Fantasy ten part two real emotion video on YouTube. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, that and takes I thought, me back. <laughs> I know. I saw that and I was like, whoa, this sounds really cool. And I was like, okay, let's go and I'm going to have a look into this Final Fantasy thing because it looks pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I had a look and saw that it was actually a sequel to the first, to Final Fantasy X. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I won't start with X Part Two in, t- in case I get confused. I'll start with Final Fantasy X. So, sure. yeah. But I, I love X's music, but I think I, uh, I think some of my favourite music must, I think it does come from Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy XIV. I think they're my, like, peak peak music though there's loads of good pieces across the range of oh, the sure, games of there's just so so many so many good ones i mean you can't beat tazanakan really as well can you it's just that it is a classic <sighs> it is there's a reason everyone loves it it, it absolutely it's, it was i think the very first piece that was played on this show i oh, think was it maybe wow, i'm not surprised if I'm it really isn't i'm gonna sound very stupid <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a good guess, to be honest. You've mm. got a pretty good chance of it being that one. <laughs> That's <is> very true. <laughs> Obviously, you know a lot about 14 um, mm-hmm. from your experience. And yep. we've mentioned, you mentioned how you like the, the music. Sometimes yep. the, um, the the music for 14 from from uh, Soken seems to be a bit overlooked compared to the rest of the oh, series. Oh, it does, yeah. So could you tell me a little bit about your favourite pieces from that game and anything that stands out to you there? Yeah. Um. I'd say Soken definitely does get overlooked. And after seeing him and his uh, band performing live at FanFest, you just think you, you need more love and attention because you're, this is just incredible. It's because it's such like a different variety of music. I mean, lots of people know Nobuo's music because um, it's just full of classics and that powerful kind of emotion. But then he has just like a different take on it and it's still very powerful, mm. but it's kind of very modern at the same time. Um, so obviously it's very much more like poppy and rock and kind of with the with the theme of the uh, primals all of them generally kind of relate down that kind of more rock theme and kind of more it's it's just completely kind of different style but it's still really really good and kind of suits the primals since they're obviously the bad the bad the bad guys in the game yeah. majority of the time a proper good boss theme yes yes <laughs> so yeah i mean i i definitely like all the uh, primals themes but i think my favorite one of my favorite kind of primal themes would probably be uh Probably be Shiva. You can't beat a bit of Shiva. She's she's really good. Well, we'll move on from one mega franchise onto another mega franchise oh, with your second this is pick. hard. Yep. And you mentioned uh, emotional earlier on. This is Metal Gear Solid 3 Debriefing by Harry Gregson Williams.
Now, I can hear you reacting already, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> tell, tell us about uh, your pick. Yes, so this one, I picked this one because of its emotional impact that you feel after, because it plays towards the end of the game. And you've obviously gone through a lot and you've gone through so many ups and downs of like storytelling. And then this one kind of comes along after the entire game has been kind of summed up and you've already been kind of like wowed with this just absolute roller coaster. And then this one plays as one of your, like one of the favorite characters has unfortunately passed away um, in the game. And then seeing the main characters kind of, upset reaction knowing that he had to do that to this character and knowing that it was all part of like a massive lie it was just it was just so emotional I just thought oh man this is literally just this is just (laughs) it's just too much the feels and then watching that character like a you know when you have a really hard tough character who's who doesn't seem to want to show much emotion and seeing them kind of cry at the end it was the emotional impact that made me think you know this one kind of has to go on my list absolutely yeah, it's it's a, it's got very grand orchestration to it, but it feels sort of intimate and and poignant mm, at the same mm. time, which is fantastic. I I love yeah, this piece. Um, it's so good. Now, I only played the first three games of this series. Yeah. Um, I sort of just didn't really do it. Are you are you big into Metal Gear? I am a massive fan of Metal Gear. I, ah, I so you, absolutely you, love you. Them. Are someone who actually understands the story? I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Partly, though, I do kind of go back and replay them and think, oh yeah, oh it's kind of it's like it's kind of always you always find something new to kind of understand, or you then question what's happened before. It's one of those games that kind of you're constantly questioning what's real, what's if that's right. And do you have a favourite of the series? Is is three your favourite or? It's so hard to pick. There's so many good ones. I think mm. three would have to be my favourite, but I like all of them for different reasons. Like number one was just a classic. So I played it when it um, first came out on the oh, uh, yeah. PlayStation One. Revolutionary at the time. Oh yes, and <laughs> playing that just it—it's one of those ones that kind of has a nostalgic feel to it for me now. Mm. Um, but I liked Metal Gear Solid Two as well because of how how kind of what a how it messed with your mind and made you really question like existence and just how the psychological themes really kind of were really just the the storytelling in that one was amazing. But then they all kind of have different ways of telling stories throughout Mm. and they kind of have different themes and different styles and different genres, which always seem to work with, with the game. And it's really hard to pick. I probably would say three if I had to pick, if you're going to be really mean and say, say I have to pick, I would probably say I would, or, I would have to say consequences. Yeah, I know. I will say three then. Let's let's not find out what those consequences would be. I think I might be a bit scared. <laughs> well, that's good. The series has a recurring main theme, which also crops up during debriefing. Yeah. Do you think that plays a part in why the piece is also so memorable? That it takes a theme that you know and puts another spin on it. I'd say so. I think it's something that you kind of see a lot throughout the games and it's following a very, very like specific set theme throughout the series and just having different ways of that being represented through the games and different ways to kind of hit you emotionally, despite it following like the similar theme. It's really powerful because it kind of gives you a different angle to kind of experience, experience the, the storytelling and the themes throughout it. Excellent. yeah I'd, I'd say it must i think it must do 
considering how I was bawling by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, from grand orchestrations to something completely different. This is the announcement trailer music from Yoku's Island Express, composed by, I believe, Jesse Harlan. <laughs> Uh, this one holds a special place for you. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little about a bit about it. So Yoku's Island Express is one of my first games I will be helping out with um, as my first job in the gaming industry. So mm-hmm. the reason why that, that is that is basically the reason why this game is going to be so special in my heart because it's it's one of the first ones that I was mentioned about when I when I first started working um, at Sold Out, and mm-hmm. then I watched the trailer for the game and that music just. Like oh my god, I've I've been humming that music, and then subsequently everyone around me has been humming that music. It's so catchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can I completely understand that. It's just happy and jolly. It's yeah. um, and the trumpet section in in the middle is is really oh, quite good. It is. It's so cute. It just reminds me a little bit about um. Have Have you played uh, Breath of the Wild at all? I've played some of it. Yes, I'm a massive it's, Zelda fan as well. It's got um. Tarrytown, an area in 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 uh, the new Zelda, has yeah. a has a side quest where the music changes within the town, and the trumpet section of this just sent me right back to, to Tarrytown. It's like a wonderful solo in in the middle. It's it's <laughs> wonderful, and this reminded me of that so much. So I really look forward to hearing more of this. Um, ha- have you heard any more of of the soundtrack? Is there anything else that stands out to you? I haven't heard from from Yoku's Island. You, mm-hmm. you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't heard much more of the soundtrack as of yet. Um, okay. It was just literally hearing this this trailer. I've heard a few pieces, but then this trailer one just really kind of stuck stuck with it. It really kind sure. of describes what the game's going to be about. It's really happy. It's really lovely. You're going to play it, and it's just going to be so relaxing, and it's going to be so happy, and just at <laughs> ease. <laughs> Is is this your is this a this kind of game like your regular style of game or are you just like a player of everything? No, I mean that I think from when I first looked at the game, it, it's basically a platformer with pinball mechanics. 
And I never, because pinball games haven't really been my thing. I mean, I think I played mm-hmm. Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy Color, I think, back in the day. But that was sure. one of the only like pinball games I'd ever played. And I thought, oh, pinball, like, how is, how is, how is this going to be any fun? But then when you go and give it a go, you think, oh, man, I love pinball. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, how have I not, like, looked into this before? It's kind of like combining those two elements you'd never think kind of go together. And then it, it just goes together so well. And I've played uh, a demo of this for, for hours now. It's been, this is a really jolly kind of mm. unique experience that I never thought I'd ever play. Like, I'd ever be interested in playing wonderfully adorable I, an I think it's a dung beetle i never thought i'd beetle. fall in love with a dung beetle so much he's just so he's adorable so, he's very sweet yeah his little face it's just so <laughs> it's just so sweet and with that we move from the adorable to something less adorable um in the last <laughs> of us um all gone aftermath composed by gustavo santoalala description on this piece just uh, pretty much says need i say more well uh katie tell me more do do tell me more <laughs> i think me telling you more would probably end up with me just just bawling to you i think that said <laughs> enough that was basically my reaction and that's just everything that happened when this music this piece played mm. just just I, I i cried i cried a lot i cried and this was just like the beginning of the game and i just thought how am i going to survive this game literally is the last the last the last stand yeah oh it's um it's a very stark and understated soundtrack did you find yourself mm. noticing and enjoying the music as you played or was this like a standout section of it i find with me the music kind of it you notice it as you're playing but it's very subtle like mm-hmm. it's kind of it does exactly what it doesn't have to be like all the pieces i've chosen before like with metal gear and final fantasy very grand kind of powerful statement kind of pieces whereas this one it just the music in the last of us is just kind of like ambient and kind of there which suits the theme of obviously being in the apocalypse and just kind of going along trying to survive and everything being a bit dark and kind of just lingering in the background rather than being like in your face which really kind of worked for me Mm. and yeah just oh man the feels i think a lot of these have been chosen because of just so many feels some good, some bad. Oh. All well, all all good video game music moments should bring emotions out. Exactly. And it's doing exactly this. It really, um, it, it I... really has. Go on, go on. Sorry. That's what I was saying. It it really has. It just it does just bring out so so many. All of the ones that we've mentioned so far have just kind of really impacted 
emotionally as I've been playing the game. Are you a um, a, a Naughty Dog fan in general? I I am indeed. I I've absolutely loved the Uncharted series. I I was so hooked mm. on that series. I got into it. I think quite late again i think uncharted 3 had been launched and i kind of got into it just after the uncharted 3 launch so sure. yeah but that was that was an amazing series as well and the feels from uncharted 4 as well just, just <laughs> they're so good at just really hitting you oh yeah they they'd like to put a lot of emotion and weight on their character's shoulders mm. in those games for the last of us obviously um one of the big talking points is the ending of it did yep. you find that ending satisfying at all this is spoiler territory you can spoil things i can spoil right. things cool. spoil, spoil, spoil. spoil when i finished the game mm-hmm. i i kind of was just sat there like whoa you know when you kind of just it takes you a while for your kind of reactions to sink in and just kind of figure out how you want to react to it i didn't expect like that to end i thought you know oh it was just gonna someone was gonna die and then something will happen and that will be that but then when obviously everyone that you wanted to live actually did live when you didn't expect them to live (laughs) and then just knowing that nothing's changed you kind of expect with the apocalypse things that oh someone's going to find a cure someone will be sacrificed and then that's that but then having someone like make that selfish decision to kind of say screw the world I want you know this new my someone i consider like my my daughter i want her to live i don't care about the rest of the world she's what's important to me that kind of it was satisfying because i didn't know how to feel yeah i mean it's 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 one of those things it's uh you're happy they're both alive but are you really happy i know because ellie's not good is ellie gonna be happy is she gonna be happy really she's gonna be pissed if she finds out well, we'll Ooh. we should we should hopefully see when the yes. sequel comes out. <laughs> I'm so excited. I need to see more. Oh, let's hope there's more news for it soon. I really hope so. Um, well, E3, I say E3 just around the corner. It is. It, it creeps up on you. It so does. It, <laughs> it won't be long before we're talking about that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll change tone again. We'll go yeah. from the horror of the Last of Us to <laughs> the absolute of the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker Medley's Prayer composed by one of Kenton Nagata, Hajime Wakai, Toru Minagishi, and Koji Kondo. this piece so i am a huge fan of zelda as well and there's just so many pieces i could have chosen from zelda again there's just so many good ones throughout all these series of games that have been mentioned and i feel like this one i had i I was like oh do i go for like the great sea theme or you know just a different theme because they're kind of more powerful impactful and you kind of recognize them a bit more like dragon roost island but i went for this one because it was like the first kind of piece of music that just 
kind of it, it's it's hard to describe because it was just so different from what I I had felt like I'd heard before in this Zelda game. It was my first sure. Zelda game, The Wind Waker, as well. Mm-hmm. And then just hearing this one as like a child, I was playing this was quite young, and just seeing how this just beautiful, different kind of flute harp piece of music was being played, and how she was basically playing this theme to say, "I will stay behind and I will." you know, sacrifice my life that I've had before to help, you know, power your master sword to banish evil. And that sacrifice was, it was just really moving and just kind of just a nice, gentle piece of piece of music. And yeah. Yeah. It's, just, um, oh. yeah. it's, it's another piece that, um, another game that has leitmotif um, mm. scored through it. It's got her the- um, medley's theme. Yeah. Continues on through is, um, is Medley one of your favourite characters in in the game? Is it one you relate to specifically? Yeah, I really, Macar? yeah, <laughs> I really, really liked Medley. She was she was just such a kind of sweet character, trying to look after her little brother, and just kind of do the right thing. I mean, Zelda's probably one of my favourite all time like characters in the game mm-hmm. overall because she has obviously so many different versions, and just she can be a powerful, she can be kind of gentle and you know holy and just lovely. But then Medley, she was kind of she was different in the fact that she just was just like a normal girl on her island wanting to help, you know, help move things along. And she just kind of seemed like a normal girl who kind of got roped into roped into things. And she was happy to just kind of do what do her duty all the time, just kind of just different. I mean, Zelda does her duty and she's very kind of held on a pedestal, whereas Medley kind of does it in a different sort of way. So... I really liked her just going through, and I loved her dungeon as well, being able to just grab her and fly along. I remember doing that as a lot as a kid. I was just so fascinated mm. with the idea of just <laughs> flying around using Medley and accidentally throwing that, her into a wall, feeling like a terrible that person. That dungeon, actually, I was I, I was 14 at that point, but that dungeon still scared me because it was oh, dark. and. It's the little hands. Well, not the little hands. They were bloody long, weren't they? They were just, mm. oh, and how they grabbed it, you. That was horrified me. Oh. It was the hands, and I, I, I think I've got like this weird fear of turning to stone. Because yeah. seeing those little, seeing the choo-choo, the purple choo-choos, you have to only could kill them oh, by turn yeah. to stone. Yeah. And it always Ooh. used to freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I think we're the opposite then. I mean, I've gone, I, I don't know how, obviously I must have just toughened up and I've grown up since I played The Last of Us. But you know the zombies as well and how they kind of screeched and you couldn't do anything about it. Oh, just, yes. Oh, they were horrible as well. It was the horrible oh. long, the long hands and the zombies that just did me <laughs> in. I was, it ruined me. Yeah, as you mentioned, um, the overall soundtrack. There's obviously there's loads of great pieces from mm. Wind Waker. You mentioned Dragon Roost Island, The Great Sea. Yeah. Um, is there any other game that stands out for its soundtrack to you? Um, well, one I I wanted to put it on the list was was Uncharted because I just mm. absolutely love Drake's theme. I was found there, but I just thought, you know, I I have so it was you know having to just choose five was the most difficult thing. I sat there for days thinking, <laughs> do I want to put this on? Do I not? Not only choosing five series, but choosing like one piece from one franchise that was yeah. horrendous. I remember sitting there in the office just being like, oh man, Metal Gear. How, do I choose Enclosure when Sniper Wolf dies, or do I choose like the debriefing, or do I choose the Metal Gear Solid Two main theme? Oh my god! I I was sat there just absolutely just pulling my hair out, thinking, how do I choose? How do I choose? But yeah, yeah. so I'd say Uncharted. Um, what else is there? I've I've been quite into like the Crash Bandicoot lately, actually. So the Crash Bandicoot theme from the PlayStation oh, yeah. PlayStation era that was that's got a special place in my heart as well. 
that was pretty it's, cool. It's quite interesting. Most of the pieces you, you've mentioned have been like um, sort of short melodic pieces, mm. uh, apart from obviously debriefing, which is a long grand thing. Yeah. Do you think is is a short? I don't say catchy, but is a short melodic piece important to you when it comes to games music more so than like immersion and that sort of thing? Yeah, I feel like obviously with the short ones, because of what they're trying to do, you kind of notice them more. I think if mm. I sat back and kind of focused a bit more on like the long pieces and listened to them, um, I would I would probably think, oh yeah, actually I'll add that one in because that's actually pretty good as well. I don't notice I don't notice it, which is it's doing its job. You don't you don't sit back and think, oh that piece is you you, you don't want to notice it like sure. I feel like you don't want to notice it as you're going throughout the game like oh getting distracted by it. it just needs to kind of be there and impacting you but you kind of feel it as you're playing the game um mm-hmm. but I think if I sat back and listened to some then I probably would put them on the list but I feel like there's the short snappy kind of themes that just yeah. kind of play during very specific emotional moments just kind of hit home really hard I'm a sucker for a good story in a game yeah, and yeah, you seem to like those, the, the impactful pieces, the ones that mm-hmm. get you right there, yeah, rather than the slow burners. Yeah, well, th- this was <laughs> a wonderful list, Katie. Thank you very much for joining me. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me again. Fantastic it's been really cool. pieces. Is there anything you'd like to tell the audience about? Any um, plugs you'd like to make at all? Um, just kind of sit back, play your games. Um, I hope you'll you'll be looking forward to playing Yoku's as well because he's going to be so adorable and so cute. And I hope I just think it's going to be one of those cool things that I'll release, have my one of my first releases, and be like, oh, this is so emotional. But yeah, just keep playing games, and I'll probably see you all at some of the uh, concerts coming up. I know I'm going to the PlayStation concert. I think it's in oh, yes. is it June. I'm going to that um, one. Yes, um, end of May, start of June, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah, looking forward. I'll to be that. going to that one. Yep. So I'll yeah. probably see a lot of people there actually. Fantastic. Well. Mm. I think everyone in the audience should buy Yaku's Island Express because it's got a very cute dung beetle and I like people. <laughs> and the music is fantastic, so I fully agree. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening, as usual. We do have Twitter, as you know, VGM underscore moments. We've got Facebook, there's YouTube somewhere, and we're on that iTunes thing. So if you'd like us, a review is nice. I'm not going to force you because I'm not that sort of person. Um, hopefully you'll join me next time for some more VGM moments. But until then... Farewell.